Venezuela is in the news again. Alex Saab has just been extradited from Cape Verde to the United States. This is something that the Maduro regime is very, very angry about and has accused the United States of kidnapping one of its diplomats. Well, we're not quite sure that that's the case, are we, Ryan? I'm here with Ryan Berg. This is Eric Farnsworth, and we're discussing Venezuela and the implications to policy and to the Venezuelan people, to elections and to negotiations that have now been aborted to the extradition of wanted accused criminal Alex Saab to the United States. Ryan, this is a huge deal in terms of bilateral relations, but also it's roiled uh, international politics in many places. Russia, other countries have commented on this. Why in the world is this such a big deal, particularly for the Maduro regime? Well, it's great to be here with you, Eric, as always. And the reason is because Saab is anything but a diplomat. He is, in fact, a, a financial henchman for the Maduro regime. Uh, he is one of the main frontmen that the regime uses to uh, circumvent U.S. and international sanctions architecture. He stands accused from the United States of extensive money laundering, of profiting as well from the hunger of the Venezuelan people. We've seen his name come up in the media. We were first uh, brought, he was first brought to our attention with some phony contracts for building housing complexes that involved Iran and other powers in Venezuela. And then he popped up again in a big way uh, with the CLAP program, which is the subsidized food program in Venezuela. And, and ever since then, his name has really been in the media whenever the illicit financial schemes of the Maduro regime come up, because he always seems to be at the, at the front of those uh, schemes. And, and so the U.S. suspects him of money laundering. He stands accused of it. And he was captured in a refueling stop on the way to the Middle East last summer in Cape Verde and finally has, has been extradited to the United States. And so we certainly expect Saab to speak to us and to be able to tell us much more about the inner workings of the Maduro regime. And I think that's why we've seen so much concern out of the regime, out of Maduro himself, and out of other powers like Russia, you mentioned, that might intersect with some of these illicit financial schemes. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I'm from Chicago originally, and we re remember that mob boss Al Capone was actually brought down by his accountant. Uh, and one wonders, uh, based on the financial and other information that Saab carries with him, does he have the information that would really expose the inner workings of the Maduro regime? Well, he does have the information. The question is, uh, can it be publicly um, you know, put into the public uh, dom domain? Uh, that, I think, would be something that would really shift global opinion in terms of what the Maduro regime is all about, what the DNA of the regime really is. Probably won't cause the regime to fall necessarily, but it would uh, make uh, international connections uh, a lot more difficult and frankly reduce what little legitimacy the regime maintains. I wonder, though, what do you think it might expose in the context of uh, interactions with other countries? I mean, one of the things that's kept Venezuela afloat to this point has been countries like Russia, China, Turkey, Iran, others who have really uh, used their influence to prop up the Maduro regime. Do you think that uh, any of the revelations that Saab might have uh, would implicate those countries in a serious and significant way? Well, I think that the, the rogues gallery, as you mentioned, has been critical to the Maduro regime's resilience in the face of, of U.S. and international pressure. And I think the concern from heads of state of those, of those places is, of course, 
that they would be implicated uh, or, or their cronies would be implicated in some sort of financial scheme that was led by or involved Alex Saab and at some point touched the, the Maduro regime. And the other thing that it could indicate is where the U.S. and international sanctions architecture is deficient. So the, the, the consequence is not just the naming and the shaming, but also the fact that the U.S. and the international community, if it wanted to, could patch up some of that architecture in a way that could hit other countries and other illicit financial networks that aren't being hit at this point in time. So there are a lot of uh, schemes that seem to be uh, at stake here in terms of Alex Saab and, and whether or not he will actually talk to the U.S. government. Eric, I'm curious what you think the U.S. government's leverage is here in, in this situation to be able to get Saab to speak to it. Well, it's a really good question. And uh, obviously, he has to be the one who will spill the beans, as they say. Uh, and we know he has family right now in Venezuela. And so the and the Maduro regime has already made clear uh, that they're watching the family members and so are trying to discourage Saab from speaking to the U.S. Uh, there are not a whole lot of things that we can do necessarily uh, other than offering perhaps immunity or various things. I'm, I'm certainly not uh, in position to be able to say what the U.S. would do. Uh, but the question that you raise is a very important one, which is to say he could choose not to talk. Uh, he's got the information. Uh, of course, if he chooses that path, he's going to go to jail for a very long time. And so you're probably anticipating that for information, he would probably get a reduced sentence or some sort of leniency in some way. That tends to be uh, what happens in these circumstances. We've already seen the implications. The Maduro regime has walked away from the negotiations that they're having with the opposition in Mexico. We'll see how this develops. Great talking to you, Ryan. Thank you, Eric.